Hey everyone, it's Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nakruma. And we are your gamer friends. We are your gamer friends. And I hope you voted. Whatever. That's how I feel about voting. Whatever. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Is it centuries of disenfranchisement that lead you to feel that way? That and I don't know. I always like feel snap away about you know participating in a system that actively oppresses people. Hmm. But hey, at least you know my ancestors are going to be sleeping well tonight. Now that we are done annoying them and using them for a month to shame black people to vote. All right, let's let's get into the show. You know, I was cleaning up the tea on the floor. All right, logging on. This week we're talking Battlefield 5, Fallout 76, which is apparently just not working. Mm. GOG games being shitty. Again. As per usual. Destiny 3? Ooh. Ugh. Spicy. And we're also getting into BlizzCon. These past two weeks of Nerddom, we finally finished Iron Fist. We got into Daredevil. Teen Titan is going to return. There's a new Star Trek cartoon coming out from Justin Roiland. And... I have some final thoughts on Luke Cage. Oh. You still talking about that? Hmm. Maybe they should have did better. I'm just saying. Okay. That dab was okay. Okay. atrocious. We get it. Afterwards, we are skipping the home screen because Nick didn't really play anything else besides Destiny. And Odyssey. And I, oh, and Odyssey. Sorry. Whatever. And I didn't play anything besides Red Dead. That's what we're talking about. With a new gamer friend, well, not new to us, but new to the show. We'll introduce him later. And it's a hootin' hollerin', yee-hawin', morally questioning good time. We question some things. Hmm. Some thoughts were had and such. Yeah, I didn't buy it. Why are you gonna just <laughs> do that? That's, that is so unfair. It's on your Xbox right now, so technically... There's no technically about Technically, I am the first plus-size woman to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) To breathe! Oh my god, that shit was the confines of the show. These people don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, Rebel Wilson trying to take Queen Latifah's whole career away from her. Exactly! (laughs) Exactly! You're not going to do that to Queen Latifah! Whew! Okay. And Monique. Let's log on. Let's finally <laughs> log on. We, we're we just, we're sloppy today. So sloppy. Battlefield women. It's already been delayed. <laughs> no, Battlefield feminism. <laughs> Battlefield feminism. Um, the Battle Royale now has been delayed. They're not going to say <laughs> that it's been delayed. Wait, wh- what are they doing over there? Because it doesn't sound like <laughs> at this point that they're making a game. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I feel I like we all came. <laughs> I feel like we all came out of E3 thinking Call of Duty is gonna come out second, and it's gonna have an inferior battle royale mode, mm-hmm. and Battlefield is gonna like win. Right. Battlefield's gonna win the day, and the exact opposite has happened. Call of Duty Blackout is completely dominating the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, PUBG is not dead, but it's. You know, it's certainly <laughs> not happy about Call of Duty. It's uh, PUBG is is in its baby boomer phase. <laughs> 
to <laughs> Call of Duty's Gen Z. Okay. Um, so now the dynamic has totally flipped and right. Battlefield gets delayed. And right. now they have released a roadmap, which is less of a roadmap and Ugh. more of an announcement that the Battle Royale mode is not coming out until March. Look, when these companies are like, here's a roadmap, I'm disinterested. Because w- <laughs> when you get to the point where you have to put out a roadmap, you're like, oh, we lied. Russia isn't ready. And this is, again, we keep talking about the stop setting these arbitrary hype deadlines that your developers can't meet because then you get this. At the very least, like, though, it's this is happening and not a stories that the developers are being worked for that's true 150 hours a week i guess if anything i'd rather hear that like they're moving something back than you know having you know working people like worse than i do think this is a double-edged sword though because you know in as much as i completely agree with that they did announce a date they did hype up this battle royale mode and then to come out and say not only is the game getting pushed back but the battle royale mode itself is getting pushed back four more months i think it's just wild it's wild because their beta was like and now it's like uh, i guess everything else is getting pushed back like do they do i feel like they were like doing like doing all this big talk like you know what you motherfuckers don't have to buy this shit you know (laughs) da 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 and now it's like buy what what game where are like, you? Like they really came out swinging, and they was just swinging air. It yeah. was just whatever. That that is very similar to the next story. Actually, Lord. is it? It is Fallout seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a few people in Bones of Feet are gonna be mad that we're sitting here clowning Fallout seventy six. Was like, look, it's got a whole bunch of bugs. This shit is not ready to ship. <laughs> Here you go. Give us sixty dollars anyway. Oh, turn your mic down so much. Is it that bad? Oh my god, you're so loud. It's just, it's. I don't know what. It, it's just. Oh, it's just so much is going on between fucking Rockstar working their employee, all of them to death. Fallout, Bethesda's just like they, they this, just it's the shrug emotion. They're just like, this, look, this is what we got to up to this point. <laughs> have fun, bomb each other. Fucking okay. who, who? Who's Battlefield? I can't even remember right now. EA, but Dice, Dice. Okay, what are they doing? What the fuck are they doing? Let's let's be fair. Let's be fair. Okay, I am Fallout <laughs> Four by all accounts was a fantastic game. Uh, I wouldn't know. Maybe I, I wouldn't shouldn't. know either, but I <laughs> I heard. played Fallout 3 and it wasn't for me, but I heard that Fallout 4 was fantastic. Okay. And, you know, I tend to believe the people who say that if you liked Fallout 4, this is Fallout 4 online, right. including all of the same glitches and bugs. One of them deletes the entire game if you try Nigga. to launch the game from PC. If you go, they mm. don't have a Steam launcher. They are not on Steam, which is already a red flag for a lot of PC gamers. Yeah. If you, for whatever reason, need to bypass Steam, what are is you the doing? situation? Yeah. EA. <laughs> you see right, all. EA. They built their own Steam. And Bethesda, I guess, feels like they Similarly? need to do the same thing. 
And, you know, it's not completely unheard of to do this, but people were kind of scratching their beards, their neck beards in the basements at home. And they were really wondering (laughs) why Bethesda made this decision. And lo and behold, you click on the game from their launcher and the whole game gets deleted from your PC. (laughs) You know, I hear the internet down in the basement isn't the best either. No. Like I could like- They are mad. Remember when I accidentally deleted Destiny 2 off my console? Yes. I was pissed. You know how long it fucking took? took Your broke basement internet. I can't, I cannot, I like had to get like, like an HDMI to the thing. It was very dramatic. It was very dramatic. It's a video of it on our social media. I am still embarrassed by it. But I, like, how do you build your own launcher and it's like, <laughs> the launcher is now perfectly balanced. I So another what? thing is that the game has a really shitty frame rate um, on PC. And which you know, PC, PC people... If you're playing on a PC, you care about your frame rate. They care about their frame rates. They care about 4K. They care they about, do. you know, all the beautiful should. graphical enhancements. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, like, dump all that money into playing games. Yeah. You want them to look good. And a lot of PC people build their PCs. They deserve... Not deserve they you know want their games to personally yeah. i don't understand why anyone is looking for graphics from bethesda that's just never been anything that they have focused on i don't think but wow we're the- <laughs> we're at, it's the gamer library today because we are doing a lot of reading but a lot of reading i just find it kind of unacceptable that there is a bug connected to frame rate which allows people to completely abuse the system which maybe isn't a big deal in the previous game that had the exact same bug wait what's what explain the bug so if you look at the ground because you are rendering fewer things and looking at fewer things your frame rates increase so you can move Mm. faster Mm. and shoot a gun faster And melee faster Uh, if you artificially increase your frame rates. (laughs) That is, you can see why uh, that's a problem in a multiplayer game. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were just, you know, in a story mode by yourself, who gives a fuck? Yeah, but uh, that is big cheating. One other thing that I just want to quickly comment on, I'm not sure how this anti-griefer system is going to work. So Mm. for folks who are not paying attention to Fallout 76, they have a system where if you do damage to someone else in the world, it it does do damage to them. But eventually, it's kind of on like a curve. And if they don't fight back, you do less and less damage to the point where you aren't doing damage anymore. So you cannot kill someone who kind of doesn't consent to the fight. I completely understand that as an anti-griefing tactic. Right. In uh, other games, there are similar ways that you know you are kept from being completely destroyed by someone who maybe outclasses you in terms of level or gear or whatever i think this might be a little too intense because Mm. then it's fallout 4 players who are kind of interested in uh at least in in some degree single player experiences right being put into an environment where you don't have to fight one another. I don't, you know, it's interesting you say that because I feel like this, like the Fallout 4 people buying Fallout 76 are like the same folks who are like crying about Diablo coming to mobile. Obviously, this next installment doesn't involve 
potentially doesn't involve you. It's not like you're not maybe the intended specific like targeted audience here. We're not like, oh, okay, we're going to make a multiplayer game Fallout, for Fallout players. We're going to make it just a multiplayer game in the Fallout world. Uh-huh. So like, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say, I don't know why any Fallout 4 players would play Fallout 76 if they weren't interested in multiplayer. That's like, what's the point? I think the what I'm trying to say when I bring that up is not that I think Fallout 4 players are only single player people and right, that they're not, only not, buying it because it's more Fallout. Right. Okay. I think that there's an element of that happening. I think what I'm trying to say is that Fallout 76 is probably not enticing people who are not already Fallout fans. Right, because I do love a good multiplayer experience. Fallout was just never my thing. Exactly. I've played Fallout before. I know that Fallout itself as a concept is not for me. So I'm not really excited to try Fallout 76. And like I've said before, I'm not going to unless there's um, some free (laughs) aspects. So yeah, I just think there's... I just think there's a number of things wrong with the concept of it that mm. I'm not enticed to uh, investigate as right. a fan of multiplayer games. And kind of after The Division, after being in a curated space that is PvE VP, uh, which is very much what the Fallout world is, or even GTA Online to a certain extent, um, you know, it's... It's the best way to do it, in my opinion, um, in the sense that you are declaring your intention and, you know, the the person is forced to fight you, but they have some kind of warning and there's an ability uh, built. There's an ability baked into the game to stay away from people who, you know, are, you know, potentially going to take you for all you have. Mm. I think there needs to be that element in a game that's like almost survival-ish like this one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the hardcores wouldn't agree, but yeah, you know, I know there's what a it. lot of people very excited for it yeah. and I'm very happy for them. We'll see what happens in a few days when this game comes out. One thing that you mentioned um, already that we were going to talk about a little later, but we might as well talk about now is the Diablo mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let me, it's not funny because like, you know, they, they, they people have been threatened, uh, like seriously, you just—I guess you can never please the, the gamers, huh? Well, let me preface all this by saying that the the gaming community is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I don't, I don't mean you mean specifically, all of it, our, obviously, right? <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about our audience. We we're terrible people. Everyone listening, it's terrible people. I just think that overall in the gaming community, (laughs) um, we just have a bad rap because the most dramatic shit that happens is always what makes it to the news. Kind of like the phenomenon of Florida man. Like, you know, everyone has this idea of what Florida is as a state because of all of the absurd stuff that happens. That only one person is perpetuating. (laughs) Yeah. It's all Florida man and Florida woman. Um, Anyway, I, I want to stick up for our gaming brethren. Reading right. all of the pre-BlizzCon promotional materials, I can completely understand how one could 
hype themselves up to believe mm. that Diablo 4 was going to be announced. Wow. And then at the keynote event, at the end of the keynote event, when you are supposed to say, and Diablo 4, they instead said, and Diablo Mobile, Immortal, whatever it's called. Oh, this If was, you are I, that I, person. I just, I just need to stop you. I was not planning on going down this road. I'm quite speechless. Hmm. I, what does that mean? I I hmm, I feel like like I feel similarly to all these DC people going after Titans. Okay, like it's not what you wanted, even though you've been waiting for an announcement for the thing that you wanted, and I can respect that. But here's the difference, though: has anyone at DC come out and said? We are going to do this. And then when it comes time to announce it, they say, JK, we're doing no, something completely I mean, like, how bad were the, did any of the promotional materials, like, we have Diablo 4 coming? It it said, we have big Diablo news. I guess, hey, if a very large publisher like Blizzard is going to jump into the foray of mobile games, that is a big announcement for them because they're going to make a fuck ton of money. Certainly. Like, and of course, there are totally good reasons to make a mobile game. I think that it's a smart move. The market is enormous. There are whole countries that have huge gaming populations that are not console based and don't want anything other than on their phones. However, however, you can't tease the gamers like that there's no way that they were not at least insinuating diablo 4 in that in that press material Mm -hmm. and i can understand being upset what i can't understand and what i totally condemn is freaking out and acting like children about it well just don't play the game if you don't want to just don't play the game also i think this is great life advice just, you know, don't get too excited about things. That way you can't get as disappointed. No, but Zing. but for real, like, really, it yeah. is beyond absurd to be so upset that you throw a tantrum. I mean, I'm never... At this point, I don't think there's anything that surprises me. I'm not surprised at the backlash either. I do, I do kind of disagree that people are like... Well, it's because mobile games are for girls and this is really like, you know, misogyny. I don't I don't know that that's what this is. I think that's I think a lot of they people just, like, were expecting people really a AAA wanted. Diablo 4 title and now they're going to get a mobile game and it would be like if all of the rumors of Red Dead 2 happening culminated in some like Yeehaw from Rockstar. Why don't you giddy on up to San Antonio on October 10th and we'll give you a big announcement. And then it was like Red Dead coming to mobile. I think that they would burn down the theater. I feel, I feel red. Not as in Red Dead (laughs) as in I feel seen. And I, if that happened, I think I would have been upset. I have, you know, a podcast and people would have maybe heard some upsetness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have tweeted at any developers yeah, or no. been on Twitter with like, 
fuck this, everything sucks, mobile game sucks. I probably, <laughs> I probably would have played the game, to be honest. Really? I mean, yeah. M- much like I did not but. send any death threats when they said Command & Conquer was moving to mobile. Right, you were like, uh, hmm. It just felt shitty that this amazing <laughs> PC-based RTS game was now being completely devolved into a shitty mobile version. Uh, I'm going to fight back and say, do you know it was a shitty mobile version? Have you yes, played it? because they did a demo and it was awful. Oh, oh that's right. It was The either. game itself was shitty. Again, I like mobile games. It's not about mobile as a platform. Right. It is in some ways about mobile being a limitation. Mm, I don't agree with that. You cannot run a full-fledged version of a next-gen Diablo on a phone. You, no, you know, and like you obviously PC that's not what this, this game is going to be. Well, that's what I I'm don't, saying. Right. I don't. I. I mean, I are fine. I guess like computing limitations. I. I just don't like the word as like you know a media. Oh, I am enthusiast. The word I'm limitation that, based on you that know mobile has a limitation on like brilliance. Like it can only get so good. That's not right. what I'm saying. Right. I just want to you know be intentional yeah, yeah. about be, it. Be blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm in midterms. All this shit is like getting into my head. To be super clear, I'm really not like <laughs> defending in any way the behavior of some of the people who took this completely overboard. Right. But I'm not going to pretend like I don't understand why they're upset. Yeah. I do totally get it. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about people who are also not happy, but I think in this case are more justified in their Mm. anger, mainly because, A, they didn't freak the fuck out in the same manner because, I don't know, maybe there's just some home training there. (laughs) I'm just going. If you know, you know. So, uh, Overwatch introduced a new character whose name is Ash. And a lot of people saw this as, oh, well, a lot, I think a lot of people, uh, people anticipated it being a black woman because in previous like things that they did, like promotional stuff, they showed like drafts of this character and she was black. And now she's, she's she looks it's very Red Dead 1 instead of Red Dead 2, if you catch my drift. Okay. She... She's a white woman. Is super white and <laughs> there's no... Black women still. Still, right. In the Overwatch roster. And a lot of black women gamers who are like, oh, this is finally going to be the one. Finally. You mean a group of gamers were totally teased with something and then the reality was starkly different no, and I, 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 they had I a prefaced, reasonable I, reaction? Excuse me. I prefaced this conversation saying that it was similar. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, that yeah. like, you know, they're just, I'm just saying. Just driving it home. Just, oh, you're driving it home. I'm just driving it home that it really is the same thing, just a matter of like white men going out overboard and black women not. Okay. Fine. I'll say fine to that. Overall, BlizzCon was a fucking mess. Let me just say <laughs> that. Um... <laughs> So Blizzard was like, well, you know, we have like six other characters and like, I think the fans are are, are going to be pleased. Um, and I'm just like, what fans? Because I don't think gaming companies even think that like black people play games, to be honest. I mean, there are not many black ninja equivalent people. I'm not saying like obnoxious, hypocrite, awful person. I'm saying like. When you think of visually identifiable streamers, like people that you know what they look like, yeah, I like don't think any of them are black. Gamers. I mean, it's like, 
you know, it's like the whole representation thing. It's like when you think of a baker, a driver, a right, an engineer, you th- the default is white. So I think of black bears now because of Jewel. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. his creations on they look very good. He's trying those bagels, those keto bagels. Keto look gross. I don't, I don't know if I could do keto. No, I don't think they were for me. I like bread. <laughs> I love bread. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I don't know. I feel like if I was like a f- black woman fan of Overwatch and they were like, we have six more characters coming and I think y'all would be pleased. And like, I'm sure like five of them are going to be fucking animals. <laughs> and, and one, I, I would just like listen to that and be like, I've been disappointed. There still is not a black woman and like the one black woman that was supposed to be there ain't there i saw a lot of people saying they're not streaming overwatch anymore fuck yeah good they're done streaming it All it right. is good for them i mean they've got plenty to move on to yeah. uh you know blackout is a whole new audience for people you know someone could really make a name for themselves picking up a new game like that there's new stuff that just came out that they could be playing a lot of games saw that black woman in the cowboy hat watching that man get kicked in the face that was just hilarious oh shit (laughs) (laughs) oh shit shit (laughs) Oh, oh man um moving on uh to talk about some more gaming drama, I guess. Uh, CD Projekt Red's storefront, GOG, Ugh. formerly called Good Old Games, I guess. Uh, they tweeted some transphobia again. Again? Like, for the third time? Second time? Something like that. I feel like it's been probably a longer history. Too many times. Too many times. So, if you remember, like, a few months back, they were talking about CD Projekt Red and used the Did You Assume My Gender joke. And... Uh, this time, they decided to use the won't be erased hashtag that was started uh, in um, protest to the Trump administration basically erasing the definition of trans in a very, uh, very broad, like, definition, which would affect so many parts of, like, government institutions, like census, stuff like that. So, you know, that hashtag was started and then they decided to use that hashtag to talk about computer games because not a good look they're shitty i like so basically what that means to me is that that intern kept their job which i why if it's an intern (laughs) yeah their social media manager is still the same social media manager clearly someone thinks that trans people are a joke right and that is really gross. Yeah. Not just gross because, um, you know, be a human being. I don't think you need a cookie to like treat other people like human beings. And I just think, I, I just don't think there's an excuse for it at right. this point. Mm. But also because they're making this game, maybe not this social media manager, but like, you know, the company overall, the Umbrella Corporation is making a game that is set in the future that's all about body modification and the impact of technology on our bodies and stuff like that, I can't imagine it's not going to come up in some way. And it gives me no hope that it's going to be treated well at all. I mean, you know, it's interesting because I think I saw a lot of conversations about that when they made the first joke. 
I can't even call it a joke because it's not funny. It the first comment, um, and I believe it was like Austin Walker was talking a lot about it, and you know, it's like yes, we expect. You know, it like doesn't make it logically doesn't make sense. Like you're talking about like the future, so you know, like a bunch of isms and phobias shouldn't exist, and and then you think like who's in the writers' room? So it's like a bunch of you know cis people. So cisgender being not transgender, right? So I don't. I it's actually I I guess it's kind of shitty, but I I don't have like high expectations. Thinking even now, like thinking about the that game specifically, I'm not even like expecting them to handle it well if it is like explicitly handled in hmm. the game, which is I mean, not great. That's not great. That's not a great mindset to have. But I think it's. I think they will talk about it. I think they'll talk about it because they're talking about body modification. Um, I think they'll talk about it because it's not, as far as I can tell, a game that is specific to the characters. I think it is more about the world that the characters are inhabiting, which is why they're putting so much time and energy into the world itself. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. It, to me, it's like, well, we can... I, I think of like historical fiction as like, you know, like the whole like historical thing, like, oh, black people wouldn't exist. So like, why would they be written in this story? Like, I feel like you could just easily justify out any group of people in whatever future fiction that you're creating. Yeah, I think that that's very true and and um, reflective of reality. I don't know. I just I they're now being kind of brought to task on it twice. I I just. I think it's going to come up, but we totally agree that it's probably not going to be handled very well. I'll be surprised if it's handled well. I was surprised at the the way that Red Dead handles the KKK, apparently. I just heard about it today. So, I mean, who knows? I, well, yeah, but then like the video of like that one person punching a suffragist and getting a million, not a million, like a whole, like thousands of views on YouTube and everyone's like, haha, this is funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's like room... We, like, want companies to, like, do better, but there's just, like, so much room for people to, like, take that and be really shitty about it. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, frustrating when it's, like, coming... And when that shittiness is coming from the company. Yeah. I I think the the example of the suffragette is, is actually really apt for this because much like the Grand Theft Auto series, it is a player's choice to do that. Yeah. Um, apparently they locked it so that you can't harm children in Red Dead. And so some people were arguing that that should apply to something like a suffragette. But I would say, I understand why you can't harm a child. Like that makes sense to me. But if you start picking and choosing, um, you know, what you can and can't do with an otherwise fully interactable world, I think that you start running into issues. I think it is incumbent on the game to not prevent you from punching a suffragette in the face, but to punish you for punching a suffragette in the face. Like, you know, is there an angry yeah, mob then, like, nearby that's going to come, you know, and, and like, you know, beat you up because you did that? I don't know. And then it's just like, well, that wouldn't be historically accurate. Folks will be saying I don't believe that. that's even true. That's... Not I, true to my I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's like something else to think about too. Is that like you know? I'm assuming that 
uh, Cyberpunk is going to be a very like you know interactive game and in, in, in a similar style to how Red Dead Two is. Um, and I I don't know I just like if the parameters are put in place for you to interact with anything the way that you want to, then people are going to just be shitty about that. And I, I'm struggling with like who I feel like the responsibility of that falls on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just because it's like, it's like even just like the fundamental argument of like creating the art and then deciding how people should, you know, interact with it. And like, do they get the message and like, but they should, they have to. And like, I think this is very tangible even outside of art. Like, we've had a a side conversation off the podcast about that toy that got made that was so realistic and lifelike that it triggered, like, psychosis in people. And there were folks that were reviewing this toy that were actively and purposefully harming it because it would react when you would harm it. Wait, I don't remember this conversation. Actually, I think it was with my coworker, not with you. Anyway. I'll show you what I'm talking about, but it it really is very creepy, like human psychology. Mm. And I think it goes far beyond the game. So I, I don't know that I would put the I don't know that I would put it on the game developer to prevent any kind of, you know, untoward activity because technically, you know, you're going around murdering people. So and like what where's the line that you draw there? On the other hand, I do think that there should be strong internal reactions to certain things. Uh, and you can certainly code that into a game. You know, if you. Yeah, but then it's like, well, I'm sure I, the fact that like you could punch a suffragette and just be like, whatever. I'm sure like no one thought, oh, someone's going to do this. Someone is going to put this on YouTube and a bunch of people are going to get a good laugh out of this. Yeah, fair enough. It's like. And then, you know, it's like, who's in the writer's room? Who is thinking, oh, someone might do something fucked up here. Are we going to do something about that? Is that is that a thought that we have? Oh, yeah. Ugh. That, we dove deeper into that than what I anticipated. It's like therapy. <laughs> well, the point is, um, you know, I think people need to do much better um, than what they're currently doing and and. I don't know. I, I think we should revisit yeah, this topic. We should yeah. talk about it more. Yeah, I don't know like where the solution lies, but hmm. yeah, whatever. All right. The beginning of a conversation. The beginning. Another beginning. Our last news item. Ugh. The journey to Destiny 3. A fairly reliable leaker on the Destiny subreddit who mm. claims to know people on the inside and perfectly predicted even minor details of the newest DLC, Forsaken, like a month or so in advance. Oh, so that's what we're doing now? We're, we're following leakers? We're talking to leakers? Well, if a leaker has been right, like, four times <laughs> about very specific details... That just means they ask works for Bungie. Well, that's how I feel. They either work for Bungie or they know someone who does. Whatever. So... Here is the rundown on these Destiny 3 rumors. First of all, they just started it, and so it won't be coming out next year. It'll probably be coming out 2020. And that means that they can take in all of the feedback from the first two years of Destiny 2. Very angry. Yeah. I mean, you know, they 
technically should have done this with Destiny 2. Right, but, but we've talked about the timeline. Of yeah, the blah, famously, blah, blah. Destiny 2 started development before the um, the real impact of the Tiggin King could be felt. And so um, well, I'm very interested to see what a fully post-Destiny 2 timeline for the development of Destiny 3 will lead to. They say that they're leaning into the RPG elements, so probably some dialogue that you get to choose, things like that. You oh, can... great. What? Why are you salty about Destiny right now? I just... Because it's like RPG elements, and every I feel like every time we talk about new developments for a game... Yeah, they're all going in the same direction. Yeah, I just... Jen it is just, just in, in my mind, in my spirit... I just, it's just like, oh, we are literally seeing it happen. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Uh, You can play as the darkness, apparently. So maybe a fourth subclass that's just the darkness. I'm thinking that there will probably be a split in the leadership of the tower or something like that. And you can kind of go off and choose the path of the light or choose the path of the dark. Forsaken is kind of all about this. It's about the duality between the dark and the light. Star Wars. Whatever, it's every wars. It's every plot of every fantasy anything. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like the light in the forest is like, you know, like the semi, like religious, like power source. And, you know, it's just, as you can all tell, I don't I'm know that not... it's religious at all. The Jedi were certainly religious, but mitochlorians are, are scientific. They're not religious. It's not a religious thing. I think it. You don't pray mitochlorian. Mito, no, mito- I think there's cl- like some. What, what, under- how are the fuck whatever the fuck. All, all, all I'm just trying to say is that obviously I've fallen out of favor with Destiny. Whatever. You can keep your falling out of favor with yourself. Um, there's apparently going to be a PvPVE mode like the Division's Dark Zone, although apparently, quote, not at all like the Division's Dark Zone. <laughs> so I don't wow. know. That's. I don't know. How I don't understand like how like people who like look up leaks for this, people who've been like looking up leaks for um the next Avengers movie and posting them online. Fuck each and every last one of you. Yeah. That's I don't not understand cool. how y'all live. It's like, not cool. I, it's just like, here's this leak. It might be the thing, but it might not be. Can like oh, anything no. be a surprise? I mean, yeah, but like I, I just feel like it would be really stressful to follow these leaks just like chemtrails. I don't mind this kind of speculation because as far as I'm concerned, um, it's so far away. And I'm sure that the promotional material is going to confirm a lot of this stuff. You know, like we knew about the dialogue options before Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. But I managed to completely keep myself spoiler free of the story and still have not been spoiled for the story. And I'm not finished with it yet. And I did the same thing for Forsaken. Other than like, you know, Cade dying, which was very much a part of the promotional materials. I didn't know anything else about it. (laughs) So I'm very excited. Um, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Maybe I'll pick up Destiny once I get through all of these other fucking games that I have to play. Yeah. I think you should. I'm having a blast with it. The last big thing that I kind of haven't done yet uh, is on the docket for this week. And I'm almost 600 on all three of my characters. It's just uh, just having a great time playing Destiny. Nerd. I don't know. It's like hard because, you know, I'm back in school. It's like a second. And it's like a part time job. I mean, it is like playing that game is like a true hobby in that, you know, you have to dump a lot of time into it. And it's for me, it's like. I think there's, like, a difference between, like, I think there's a difference between, like, hobbies that are just, like, 
I'm self-caring right now or I'm just relaxing. And then a hobby that feels like work and destiny feels like work. To me. Yeah. To me. I can say eh. that when it starts to feel like that for me is when I put it down. Yeah. But then, like, I'm like that, and I'll put it down for a few weeks. I'm like, I'm just going to go race some cars because I like doing this. But now you're tired of that. I'm not tired of it. I had to play Red Dead. and But I had no time. That's the thing. It's just like, I have no time to be a gamer. It sucks. It sucks so much. <laughs> I'm just going to have to quit the podcast because I'm not playing games. <laughs> Kidding. I would never leave y'all. Never. Well, I think that's uh, enough of the news. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm tired of the news. It's too much news. Let's move on. Iron Fist finally finished it. Um, on a strong note. On a, I, I fucking hate them because I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I'm ready for a season. <laughs> At least Simone, we knew season three wasn't going to happen before. Simone Zidzat. Okay. <laughs> I, she is such a misty stand. I don't know if I, did I say this last episode? I love her in Iron Fist. I think it is such a much better use of the character. <sighs> she like really shone with more, I don't know, three dimensional characters than, you know, Luke Cage's paper thin personality. Okay. Also, oh, where was I going with that? I can't believe you cut me off and then lost your train of thought. Right. Oh, yes. Also, yes. Everyone got mad at Luke Cage for doing what he did in the very last, like, 15 minutes of the last episode. <laughs> Which is what they spent the whole season <laughs> doing. <laughs> like, we are going to help the criminals so the criminals aren't being as bad as criminals. I really want to discuss this because it I don't. actually drove me nuts. Well, Danny and Colleen and did. Misty are going out of their way to prevent to prevent Davos from killing gang members. We might as well spoiler alert this because we're clearly about to spoil things. Clearly. So the whole episode, I'm sorry, the whole season, Danny you know, was like, I'm like going to have my job now. And like, I'm trying to not do as much stuff, but I'm really angry. And Colleen was like, I'm not doing anything because he's really angry. And look at that. And then finally something happens and Davos takes the fist. And then what does he do? He starts doing Danny's job. He starts cleaning up Chinatown and everyone starts freaking out because all the gang members are dying and the gang and the triads are being dismantled? All right, but sure. That's what Davos is, uh, that's sort of the fallout from, but at the end of the day, he wasn't like noble. I'm not like rooting for him. I'm not Until like Davos was right. Until he killed that restaurant owner, he did nothing wrong. I don't agree. You don't agree because you don't think he should have stolen the fist from Danny. He and I think have. that that's, that's fine. He didn't deserve it. He didn't win. Okay. His father called the fight because he was getting Ag- his ass beat. Okay, agree, agree, agree. I he totally agree. Gone, but, you know, he, I'm sorry. He got his ass beat. Agree, agree, agree. However, other than stealing the fist, that's all he did wrong. Like, Danny framed it not like, I need to get the fist back because it's my fist. He never framed it that way. He always framed it as like, what you're doing is wrong because you're out of control. The script ran ahead of the story. Danny is a centrist. Okay. Okay. He is not going to do the dirty work that Davos is going to do, right? 
but Davos's dirty work only became dirty when he started killing innocent people. I have a hard time believing that Misty, who freaked out at the very idea of Luke Cage having a meeting with gang members to keep drugs out of Harlem, is now collaborating with an iron fistless iron fist and Colleen That's Wing right. He was just like a regular white person. To prevent <laughs> gang members from being taken off the streets. That's what Iron Fist was about this season. And right. that's wild. I mean, Misty was just trying to get her guy. You know, she was just trying. A cop. She was just being a cop. Yes. Look, Misty's always been a cop, okay? We're over that. I'm the, over it. Yeah, I know you're over it because that <laughs> line where she was like, I'll shoot you where you stand or whatever. I was like, like, I was like, girl, we didn't have to do that. We remember now that you are a police <laughs> officer and that you'll end people's lives. So if she has that attitude and she's willing to help people save the triad. Anyone? Yeah. Then why okay. did she freak out about Luke? I don't get it. I didn't get it when we watched Luke Cage and I don't get it now. I, I think this is like a perfect example of these, you know, Netflix shows being, you know, done independently of each other. And the head dude just makes sure that the flow chart bubbles don't like intersect with each other. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it is what it is. Like, <sighs> I, it, yes, y'all did get mad at Luke for what Danny did all season. All season. The whole season. I will say also, as far as my mea culpa for Luke Cage. I really do kind of think it's a problem that, you know, the seasons were not good and they were (laughs) not the best. No. But really, Jessica Jones season two was really not that much better than Luke Cage season one or Luke Cage season two. Mm -hmm. Daredevil season two was not that much better than... What? Choose your words very carefully. Than Luke Cage season one. Okay. Um, I said Daredevil season two was not that much better than Luke Cage season one. And I really like season two. Is time to cancel the podcast. (laughs) I am, I cannot host this show with someone who I am obviously so opposed to, you know, and fundamental. Okay. Thought I. well, you can check out the article in the show notes. We're not going to, we're not going to do this ranking thing right now. The article. Um, I think really sums up a lot of my thoughts. I don't know, but Luke Cage... I, all right, I'll admit... Okay, look, I think Luke Cage, out of the watchable seasons of the Netflix shows, is the weakest link. Because the Iron Fist seasons are not even watchable, is what you're the first implicating? One was not. Is what you're implying? Exactly. I mean, I, I like remember ranking them with someone at a party and forgetting that Iron Fist existed. Oops. Um... But I don't know. I also heard that like a lot of the cancellation wasn't just in that it like maybe didn't perform that great because I'm sh- like black people watch Luke Cage, like yeah, like black people watch Black Lightning and yeah. Black Panther and voted for Obama. <laughs> I I think it, you know the creative differences that like the showrunners wanted, and I think they also like wanted more money to do the show, and they were like, no, you're canceled. It was a whole Terrence. Um, power situation except not really because no one got replaced it just got cut anyway Hmm. daredevil season three we started it we only got to the first episode though yeah it was a snooze fest although i do like the sound design i like how they have been doing like the the hearing thing and i don't know i thought it was pretty good it was good it was like 
your typical entry into the next season of I Netflix just Marvel. really strongly feel that none of those Marvel shows should be more than 10 episodes and that they should all be normal network run length of no more than 42 minutes. Yeah. The whole hour long episode, it's just so much filler that we don't need and it makes it so much longer. And I think they think it makes it arty and it's not. No. Cause it's like, it, <laughs> it, it, it's very interesting. I feel like, cause I remember I make, I made the joke about like, Iron. there was like the couple of seasons in Iron Fist where like, we get it. You love cinematography. You're cinematographers. Um, I'm thinking back to like that that le- 11 minute um, one shot of the fight, right? Or right. I don't think it was, was it 11 minutes? I don't think it was that long. It was long. I don't know. Anyway, it, these Netflix shows don't have a lot of those moments. I think like the Netflix shows exist in some place that they want to be like more artsy, but also like a Shondaland TV show. And sometimes I'm like, am I watching Scandal? Do I still like Scandal? Hmm. No. Is the answer to that question? I don't know. They like exist in like a weird space where like they. I feel like if they were doing the artsy thing, and like I don't know, having like these longer shots or like whatever, or like these people were like method acting for they're just months. Yeah, it's just like they just need to be shorter. They just need to be shorter. They're not. You're if you're not gonna do the thing, then don't. That's how I feel. Because then it becomes a Shondaland show and. I like Scandal's first season, but you know, it's, we're a long way from that. That's how I feel. Pretty far away from Pretty it. Far away. Um, other complicated feelings. I have feelings about Dude, Rick and Morty writers getting a new, new show. It's got a few new things. That's true. I, you know, I, I think also with the news that like Rick and Morty got like you know a million new episodes ordered. I like the ending of the last season. It was fine, but it definitely was not like the sort of gut punches that were in the first two. I think they're just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of like, all right, this is like the shtick of Rick and Morty. I'm getting used to their format. And now I'm like, ugh, is this going to be, it's kind of like when you watch, um, it's like when you watch like the Simpsons, like the same, you know, the same people who do the Simpsons and are uh, also do Futurama. It's like, yeah, I like both, but, Futurama is so much better than Simpsons. Futurama is, yes, you're absolutely right. But I think that your you, point you know stands to... with the Enchanted show on Netflix. Right. That is just the Simpsons set in the medieval period. Yeah. And it's just not all that great or funny yeah. until literally the last episode. The The payoff for the first season is the first episode, which, by the way, apparently isn't a full season. They're doing the Kimmy Schmidt thing with it, and they're releasing half of the season this year and half of the season next year. I don't understand why that's not just two shorter seasons, but apparently it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just, like, I feel like Rick and Morty is getting really formulaic, and I'm like, all right. Well, but Star we'll... Trek, which is the thing that he's making, which you hadn't mentioned, oh, is oh. probably going to be very formulaic, and I think that that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I'm like, all right, we'll see. That's I'm like, eh, we'll see. Yeah. I am excited for a, a low-stakes Star Trek. Um, I don't particularly feel like watching the the mainstream TV show just because it 
is it just seems like so much that I would have to catch up on that I haven't seen since like the next generation and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I'm very much in the middle of my Star Trek journey um, in the sense that I've stalled in space um, and and stopped. Uh, and so I think this could be like a nice cute way to kind of get me back into the, the extended universe. Mm. But I don't know any details about what it's supposed to cover or anything like that. Uh, but I do think, you know, if Rick and Morty is becoming formulaic in some way, I'm, you know, not worried about that bleeding into something that is already kind of formulaic by default. Yeah, they already have their own. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. I maybe I should be a little bit more faithful. Maybe I'm just being cynical tonight. One thing that you shouldn't be faithful about at all is the Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans bullshit movie that they're apparently making. So, yeah, they released a teaser trailer. Um, very poorly executed, I got to admit. Hmm. Just copy and paste. One theme song, the other theme song, some DJ scratching noises. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Why can't they just give us what we want? It seems like they are giving you what you want. They're not. They're giving me Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? That's. Uh, uh, I just want. I want Tara to come back. Is she back? Is she still like stuck in the rock? We don't know. I mean, it we seems like she's not know. stuck in the rock. If she's coming back, kind I of. I see her. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing over there? Why do they just I just I just want them to give me what I want. I'm I'm an entitled DC fanboy. Apparently. I, I want what I want. Just don't send any death threats. We should probably be fine. Alright, I think that wraps up our nerdiness. Left on a disappointing note. <laughs> Only when we talk about DC. Mm, seems to be a theme there. Mm. Um well, as I think we said before, there's no home screen, but we are going to be talking at length about Red Dead Redemption 2 Yay. featuring uh, best friend, Mike. Mike. Clingy Pumpkin. Clingy Pumpkin. New game, my friend. You going to drop some music? Yeah, I can do that. gentlemen best friend of the show ladies and gentlemen that's a bit of a binary isn't it you have a title of the show that you could just use as a gender neutral term here thank you cedric you're welcome gamer friends welcome to the show <laughs> best friend of the show best friend clingy pumpkin aka mike welcome to gamer friends Ooh. 
I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be here before you guys take off. It's my one shot to be here. And uh, <laughs> before you're too popular for Clingy Pumpkin. You know, We're never too popular for, for Clingy Pumpkin. This has been a long time coming. It has. I wanted you on the show for a while, but we wanted to wait for Red Dead because I knew that it's basically the only game that you play. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I play games that nobody would ever want to play. It's like I, I, I play basketball, old WWE games, and I've been playing Red Dead Redemption for like nine years, and uh, it, it's finally over, and we have a new one. <laughs> I don't think I've, I think you're the first person that plays WWE old WWE games, not even the new ones. Well, I can't anymore because I they've the last one I played was WWE 14, and it no longer I don't have a 360 anymore, so I can't play it. So it's been retired. But uh, the new games are just too challenging. Rather than like an arcade fighter or anything fun, it's mostly just wiggling your joystick for a puzzle for like 30 minutes. And then uh, you get three stars out of five and you redo it. Wow, those games really took a turn. <laughs> they did. Damn. Yeah, my case the new WWE <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> people keep buying them, though. It's a, if you read the reviews, too, and they come out, and then people are just miserable. But then two months in, they can't wait for the new one, and 2K sells it, and then it sells at a record number. Wow. <laughs> AKA also the basketball franchise. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And FIFA, all of them. And FIFA. Look at that. All right. Wait, let's wait for Jordan to swallow his water. All right, so I think we need to start off this conversation with the... Elephant? I was going to say horse testicles. Blue whale. (laughs) In the room. (laughs) (laughs) Is it even ethical for you motherfuckers to be playing this game? Probably not. Yeah, Um, probably not. I I don't know. I mean, here's... I I certainly... I'm up to date on all the the sort of issues around the release. I, I... I heard your your last podcast, and I don't really, I don't understand what the incentive is for them to sort of work workers this way. Um, it certainly was, I you know, it was not a deterrent to me buying it. I certainly feel worse playing it. I'm not as enjoyable <laughs> as it used to be, um, knowing that people were working sort of around the clock. And I also just don't understand why they would ever release it. I mean, they could have released this three or four years from now. It would have sold more copies than it sold now. People are going to buy it whenever. It's straight up. Uh, issue of, of capitalism. They could wait and wait and wait, and uh, instead they're releasing five or six games a month. I know it's not all Rockstar. They're not releasing any of them, but um, at some point, I think like I think Major League Baseball does this with the playoffs right now. It's like this is a great way to grab money, but you're not building long-term fans. You're not building mm. something sustainable. People are going to buy games, but eventually people are going to stop buying games, especially if five or six really great games are coming out every few weeks. It's a common theme. Yeah. I think it's very fair. It's very fair. I definitely, um, every time I'm like, ooh, this is so great. I love this game. I'm like, uh, but someone didn't get any sleep for this. Yeah. So, yes, I also feel bad. I'm like, every time I'm like, ooh, I want to compliment something, but also like, hundred hour work week. So. Here's, here's my logical progression about this. Okay. So first and foremost, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Every single thing that we buy, every single thing that we engage with in this system, you know, someone is being exploited. So I think that that is something to consider. I don't think it gives you a pass. Um, and I think that it it really means that you have to 
strongly consider, especially since you know what's going on, um, what the ethical implications of participating are. However, on the other side of that, I also think about how video games work. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, Mm -hmm. but, you know, developers have bonuses and have raises and have other things tied to the success of these games. And so if ultimately your goal is to support workers, then it might make sense for you to consider what they would want you to do. And as far as I know, the Rockstar employees have not called for a boycott of the game, probably because there would they be can't. residual, <laughs> there'd be residual, uh, you know, messes for them. Yeah. If if the game failed, um, I keep coming back to unionization as the answer to this problem under the current paradigm. I think that unionization only can go so far, and that it's important to move beyond capitalism. But that's another podcast. <laughs> The American style of capitalism does not allow for that sort of individual boycott anyway. It's like, what do you, so I withhold my $59 from Rockstar. Um, I mean, I'm going to inevitably spend that $59 on like Nikes or Pepsi or something. It's not helpful to anybody and just, you know, exploiting workers. Um, I know like the work, the writers and sort of producers of the game have not sort of asked for a boycott, but they don't really have an opportunity to. It's also their art and they're using this for future resume builders or future games or making their own games or being, you know, project managers when they're just uh, a lower level developer now and, you know, their careers on the line. And there isn't absolutely, there's not really people out there fighting for, uh, you know, gamer rights. You hear it slightly in the movie industry, but even they're trending in, you know, another direction sometimes. Mm. Um, there's just not a, there's not a political movement anywhere. And I mean, for any game, there's not many gamers in the political sphere at all, but um, you certainly don't hear this being talked about in any regard. But you do in other, I mean, like right now, like WWE just did an event in Saudi Arabia. It's national news that all over the place that they did this, they're being criticized. It would be interesting to see if the media cared enough to make an issue about, you know, game developers working 100 plus hour weeks to put out something for an arbitrary, arbitrary deadline. Yeah. And no one asked for it was definitely a huge story within the gaming universe, but I agree. It did not seem to make it to, you know, CNN or yeah. MSNBC as an example of a labor situation. But the fact of the matter is most things don't. Um, I am privy to some insider information. So I know that there's going to be a story soon coming out related to my union that is going to make, you know, an important newspaper's you know, headlines. Uh, But that's really not common. It's not common that there's national attention on a labor dispute. Um, And I think that the reason why the situation related to my, you know, employer is going to be a bigger deal is because there's hypocrisy that the media will be able to point out. But, you know, part of the jig of capitalism is that there's no hypocrisy in exploiting your workers. It's what you're expected to do. It's what your, you know, shareholders are interested in you doing so that you can make them more money. So no one's going to bat an eye at, oh, we had to work really hard to get this game done. Like, that's going to be the framing, even though they don't mention that work really hard really means exploit. Mm. It's an interesting concept considering the game is made in California and if you opened a restaurant tomorrow in California and tried to exploit your workers, there'd be a picket line of some conglomerate of union members from across aisles and, and you know, genres. Uh, and 
California has, you know, for what it's worth, great workers' rights as an American state. And here this game is being made uh, with sort of no thought for the laborers. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I think, you know, my thought on it was kind of similar to yours, Nick. It was like, well, if I, like, spend 100 hours a week on something, I'd want people to engage with it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, I don't feel... I don't, you know, it, it's it's tough because it's just like, ugh, this sucks that it was like made this way. Yeah. Well, I wanted to at least address that because I know that we've made some pretty big statements about about you know the situation and yeah. we're about to discuss the game. Um, we've all played it. I've only played it for like ten minutes. I yeah. didn't even finish Nick the first intro. I just wanted to see the graphics, <laughs> and you had installed it on the Xbox One X. Yeah, because I wanted to play it with nice graphics, right? So I just want I just wanted to check it out. That's all. So Nick saw it, so he's unqual unqualified. He yeah, make take any statements. any opinion that I have about any of the gameplay, which I'll not have very many, um, with a grain of salt, because I played it for like five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I just have other things to play. Sorry. Ugh. Okay. Whatever. Sorry. Hmm. There's a lot out there to play right now. I mean, I it, I, I, I so far. I mean, I've, I'm like twenty, only twenty two or so percent through as of last night. But I've done a lot of exploring. I, I don't feel like it's anything like the game, uh, the original game, in any way. Um, I found Ooh. the game to be like an actual suspension of reality to me. I really. This is more of a Sims style game to me. You have to do so much work just to exist mm. and it's fun. And I think I'll get to the point where I'm submerged in this universe and I'm forgetting about life. Um, but it's like, like yesterday my horse needed a bath. So here I am trying to find some, some water to, to give my horse a bath. And it's like, I could have done without that. Um, I was just heading somewhere. I was going to do a mission. I had some hunting to do and now I'm bathing my horse and it's fun a few times, but after the 10th time I've bathed my horse, that's about all I need to do with the horse bathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it is a much different experience than the first game. I feel like the first game was definitely all story. Um, and I think a lot of like the the details that we're seeing, all like the simulation stuff that we're seeing in, in, in the second installment just weren't possible in the first one. Um but a lot of it, and also just like how it's, how the game is set up. So you're like, you know, you go through the intro chapter and then by the second chapter you set up camp and you have all these people that you have to take care of. So you need provisions, you need food, you need medicine, and you need ammunition, money. Um, so a lot of the stuff like hunting, <laughs> cleaning your horse, <laughs> doing bounties and all that stuff is like for the benefit of, you know, your camp and just how the game is set up is just so much different. That's true. And I there's certain things that are completely different. Like I, I just re I mean I've had this game of original Red Dead Redemption going for, for years and I just finished uh, a second game that I started like six or seven years ago. Ooh, um geez. this this past you know weekend, right before I started the new one. Um and they couldn't be I mean the the gameplay and the sort of movement and the visuals, they could not be more different. But I also felt like I felt like I was John Marston for all those years. I'm riding in the Wild West, this dying world as a cowboy. It, he, you know, he did the things I wanted him to do. I, I was very submerged in that universe. Mm. And so far, I feel like I'm playing as Arthur Morgan. And no matter what I want, I, I mean, unless I use my imagination, he's not me. Um, and it's a, it's been an interesting distinction. That all that said, 
it's stunning. I have an original Xbox One and not the nicest TV, and it's absolutely breathtaking, the visuals, and the, the soundtrack's amazing. Um, that It feels like a real game. Like It feels like the newer Grand Theft Auto games, the physics feel right. They had this awful feature where if you run into a tree, your horse just goes out and you fly, and everything on your horse goes every which way. Um, and it infuriates me every time, but it's realistic. I mean, the old game, you would just kind of ricochet off the, the tree and keep going as fast as possible. <laughs> right. um, so, I mean, in terms of like the way video games are going now, which is not my style where everything's like a real simulation, like baseball games are a true simulation today. Where it's not an arcade baseball game. Mm, um, and this yeah. is what I feel like. It feels like you're riding a horse. You have to do the things to keep the horse going. You have to bathe yourself. You have to shave. Like and that's it's tedious, but I, I you know those aspects are in games like The Sims and other games, and people enjoy it. I just don't know. Um, I've kind of stayed off on off the internet to read about this until I'm further into the game. Um, but I'm curious to see how the original players feel about the over-simulation. Because hmm. the old one was like a spaghetti western. It was a cartoon. Um, yeah. It felt real, but um, it, you were doing things that were cartoonish. And in this one, it just you can't do those cartoonish things. Your horse will die, and you'll die. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think in that first one there was just more of like, it was yeah. It just is just this story that you could just grab onto, like almost like this western that you could just watch and be a part of and identify yeah. with a character, um, because you're not seeing all like these real quote unquote real things. I don't know. I have not been reading too much reviews. All I have seen is that everyone's basically giving it like a perfect score. <laughs> so right. I haven't seen really anything about like all of these sim emu- sim elements in the game um i don't know for me the jury's still out on if it's too much or not i don't i'm like maybe like eight to ten (laughs) percent i won't Um, share what the judgment has been but i can say that i have been reading and have been engaging with the game in that way like i've been watching people mm -hmm. um as i think everyone knows i did not play the original red dead either which is why i'm not like you know running to play the red dead 2 um didn't play the witcher 3 didn't play red dead i played some of the witcher 3 oh okay so I guess for one, I leg- didn't finish The Witcher Three. Ooh, no, I wasn't one of those people. Anyway, it's anyway. the greatest game that's ever been made. <laughs> it has been. Um, so, so my point is that uh, I'm kind of detached from this a little bit, so I didn't mind reading everything. Mm. And essentially, what people are saying is that there's two trains of thought. Generally speaking, one is that it's too much and that uh, it just takes too long to really master the game in a way that you can continuously progress through the storyline. But that every other aspect of it is incredible. And then there's the people that are saying that really this is art, that Mm. the game doesn't care what you want it to be, the game is the game. They've built what they feel like is a recreation of this time period in this area of North America. And it is really, you know, an artistic endeavor more than anything else. And it's really, you know, about it being art that's expressed through this video game. It's not meant to be a spaghetti Western, like Mike was saying. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, I think it's fair. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really interested because 
you know, this is this part I feel like I can contribute to. I do play The Sims, and there are certain <laughs> things that are very tedious about that game that, you know, sometimes I just put in a cheat code so I can ignore it. Um, and I can totally understand how things like that would get very tedious in this. It would be like requiring us in GTA to fill up our gas tanks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I... I I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about having to do that. And so in what I played, we were, you know, walking our horses through the snow and, you know, in Assassin's Creed, I would just be kind of, you know, heading right through. Like, I'm only going to slow down if it's really uh, an issue of some kind. Uh, and here it's very, very realistic. Like you're saying, it's very slow to kind of do anything or get anywhere. Um, so I do think that I want to experience this at some point in the future, especially once Red Dead Online kind of gets kicked off. But in the meantime... Um, you know, I'm I'm very interested to hear more from your perspective about how the story is so far. I know Mike, you're a little bit ahead of Cedric, so maybe let's start with him so that we <laughs> don't spoil him accidentally. But I'd like to just hear like what um what your impressions of the story are. Me first. Um I'm definitely enjoying the story. I know we were talking earlier, uh where I feel the sort of slower pace and like how the story is told I think in a lot of ways like forces the player to be engaged with it like uh, like when I'm playing a game like Destiny and a lot of the story is told in cutscenes I'm not like playing through that I'm not as engaged with it where in like in this game you're having conversations riding while you're like riding next to someone onto the next mission and, you know, I just it, it, even something like that, where just like the pace of storytelling is slowed down and feels very deliberate. Makes me way more engaged in the story and I'm more interested in hearing in like the world building and what's going on with these, all these characters. Um, yeah, I mean, it's def- it's great storytelling. I'm definitely engaged. I'm definitely like enjoying it. What about the story itself? Like content wise? Yeah. Like what is it? Like what's happening? Basically you are like a ragtag group and you fucked up in an old town and you're like running away to start fresh. Okay. You're like running away from the law and like trying to like keep the camp together and fed. I think that's what it made yeah. for the most part. I Like I said, I'm not <laughs> the difference between 10 and 20% in this game is a lot. So, but I think that's like the, the basics. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that the story is great. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. A big difference for me, even from the Grand Theft Auto games, is the, the story in, in the first Red Dead Redemption was just so deliberate. It's like you went to a bubble when you wanted to for that event. It's like you went to go to this ranch at this time because you wanted to and you did that mission and the mission took a set amount of time then you went back to sort of the freestyle. Um, I would say this one, it's, it's. I mean, you can just go into a, 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 you know, a bar or a restaurant to eat oatmeal and then you've encountered a new sort of part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens very fluidly in a game I've never really experienced um, this. Uh, so you often don't, it's hard to time. Like if you have two hours to play, um, you can get sucked up and it's the two hours is gone and here you are mid um, a story you didn't expect to play. Um, but I don't know, the, the early stages are deliberate, but it does not feel 
even in the first game, the first game felt more tedi- tedious, uh, tedious with just setting up the game. You had to learn how to lasso. You learned how to, you know, to break a horse, and it took a lot of time. Um, I think a lot of people gave up on the first game. I think I might have given up the very first time I played it. Um, AKA me. I mean, it's exactly what yes. I did. I stopped playing because right. I was like, I'm not lassoing these sheep. <laughs> wow. I would say like the the story when the the conversation is a bit weird to me too because I did, the conversation is it you're you're traveling between these towns um, with other people in the gang and the conversations are good and it put, make you part of the story, but it's also weird because the game's so realistic and here I am, you know, 20 feet behind another guy in a horse in a snowstorm and I can hear every word and that, <laughs> it's just weird to me because the game's so specifically real. Yeah, like yeah. the way that you have to hunt with a bow and the way that the, the arrows fly and land and how you retrieve them, like it's how it would be in, if you were really doing those life and then, you know, real life. Um, but then, you know, it's, it, you're talking to someone, you know, for forever in the snow. It's very weird. Um, like I guess I the, the early stages so far, you're just building your gang out. Um, you know, you're feeding them. You're trying to collect enough money. I'm not sure for what end yet. Um, right. But yeah, it's 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 really uh, they're they're teaching you how to play the game. I think um, I'm I'm not going to be ready for a multiplayer for a long time. I'm just ooh, not ooh. even the fighting right now. Like yeah, when man. I'm out there fighting folks, I'm not ready. I get attacked a lot. It takes me a while to catch up. I'm not up to speed with the dead eye. It's going to take me a lot of playing to get it. And I felt like that because the other game was so cartoonish, that was a, a lot easier to sort of handle and just jump mm. into the online world. Um, I'd be an embarrassment. I wonder if the online is going to be more like GTA online though. And, and you have your own character. You know what I mean? I think I think so. I mean, everything so far that I've looked at, it seems exactly like the sort of clubhouse for GTA that you set it up and, and you go. I don't know if they're going to keep it going for as long and, and have as much, you know, transactions inside and all of that, like Grand Theft Auto, you know, made such a killing with and has been so popular. Um, it definitely is going to be built out. I know that early, people have been waiting for this game forever, and I've been one of them, you know, talking on, on Reddit and Twitter and everywhere else with other people who are desperately waiting for the game. And I think there were a number of years where we thought it would never get made, um, <laughs> and that was fine. But um, one of the things people talked about was, would the game be like the old one? Would it be like GTA V? Would it be so online heavy? And would it be a long-standing game that you don't have to create in your own imagination? And I think, I don't know. I mean, I I, I have to get in there and check out the multiplayer um, more. Um, but I definitely think that they found a balance so that if you, either or, I think if you pick it up and you just want to be a multiplayer, it's probably going to be good for you. And if you just want to play single player, it's going to be good for you. And I do appreciate that they did that because so many games are going away from single player right now for someone like me who is always behind the curve single player is great right right you know the infrastructure is there for it to be like a gta 5 um i think that would be very interesting for me just because i've never played multiplayer on any of the gta games um and i feel like fans of red dead specifically probably are not huge multiplayer people so i'm interested in seeing like how it works, if people are actually gonna like engage with it. Um, but as you said, I, the story mode itself, there is more than enough to do. Right. 
There's mm-hmm. there's plenty. In the original Red Dead Redemption, the online world was such a circus so early on, and it never got better. It just like you would walk two steps, and your body would just blow up into a million pieces, and then like a car would drive by. It's very customized, and there's so much uh, there's so much going on. You have to be a really experienced player. I, I know when they remastered it on for Xbox One and you could play it again, I, I dabbled in the online for the first time in years because since 360, and I was just completely eviscerated immediately. There's people in there <laughs> that were so good. Um, and it was, it was no fun. I mean, there was no way to sort of set it up for a fun experience. Mm. So I don't know if the new one will be that way too. Um, but the old one got modded immediately. So we actually had a, a previous conversation about this a little bit, um, but in Fallout 4, oh, I'm so sorry, in Fallout 76, um, the online multiplayer is really um, interesting in the sense that they have a really strong anti-griefing uh, infrastructure. So if you shoot at someone and they don't shoot back at you, your damage will reduce and it will eventually reduce to the point where you are not doing damage to them. So it looks to me like you can really <laughs> only do about 50% damage to someone's health bar, meaning that you're going to have to kind of like team people in order to grief them. And I don't, I, I, I'm willing to bet that your debuff on your damage counts for anyone like in your team. Um, and, and so you can't even team up to grieve people really. Um, so I, I'm curious about how a system like that will translate into what is supposed to be kind of a chaotic, you know, post-apocalyptic world. And I'm thinking about applying something like that to GTA online. And even though I agree with you that people can like totally obliterate you if they're better players or they're better equipped or whatever, um, I still don't know that you can go that far in uh, anti-griefing stuff. Uh, and still have it be fun. So I'm really curious as to what they really come up with for Red Dead Online, because I do imagine that they plan on addressing the fact that GTA Online became uh, a shit show. Well, did they end up doing anything about it for GTA Five? No, there's no anti-griefing stuff in GTA. I mean, like they they enabled what's called passive mode, so you can enter passive mode and not be griefed. Um, but it doesn't it does not fully inoculate you uh, from things, and so people can still mess with you and destroy your cargo and like you know mm. grief. They can still grief you. You just won't die. Okay. No, I'm just curious because I mean if. If they were gonna like implement any of that into Red Dead Two, GTA Five would have been the place to do it first. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just interested to see if it'll be a completely different system. Mm. And I also am, am kind of worried that Fallout 76's system will uh, kill the PvP. Hmm. Well. Yeah, you don't have to make a game for everybody anymore. It's like you can worry about fairness and or fun factor in the online world, but if people don't like it, they're going to play something else. And there's enough people that spend enough money, especially in the in-game transactions, they can keep sustainable, you know, not sustainable operation with a smaller audience than it used to, you know. Yeah, that's it's like true. The initial game is not even part of it anymore. Yeah, not everyone has to play the same game. Like, not everyone has to play all the games. 
Like if you're like, oh, yeah, I hate how you know Red Dead Two handles their PvP. I'll just jump on to Call of Duty instead. No more cowboys, that, but <laughs> I don't know anything about PlayStation anymore. I used to be a PlayStation person, uh, but um, the the Xbox One with all the remastered games, like you don't even need to care about games today, and you can still have a huge experience and still be giving money to all these companies. Like I've bought a few of the Call of Duties twice now um, because I didn't say it in the right way or I lost a physical copy. <laughs> so I'm not even just buying rebuying the game, but it's like. Um, you know, you're buying more in-game content. You have to go back and unlock the things you used to get. You don't even have to play today's games to be contributing to these companies. Um, they have quite the economic system set up. Yeah. Hmm. So overall, uh, approving of these horse testicles, or you know, your <laughs> your jury's still out for how you feel about it. You know, I. People made such a fuss about the horse testicles prior <laughs> to the game, right? And that was like one of the early releases. It's like in the early gameplay footage. Like there's a, there's a set of balls. And to be honest, you know, Cedric asked me the other night about it. And I was like, I hadn't even noticed yet. And I, I it took I had to think about it. And I upgraded to the War Horse because I pre-ordered the game. And I updated to the War Horse, which in and of itself is a complex thing. It's not easy. You don't just get it. Um, so... I, I got the warhorse and I noticed its balls right away. But I think if I hadn't been really, you know, focused on it by y'all, I don't think I would have noticed it for a while. Yeah. But I guess I hear now they changed when the weather changes. I haven't really looked. I, it, you know, it wasn't something that I noticed at first. Um, and I think, and I just I got a new horse who is a female, so I guess I want to miss out on um some some testicles, unfortunately. Uh, Maybe I should get a girl horse. Do they have vulva? I don't think I didn't. Um, I didn't. No, I don't think so. I, Wait, I'm sorry. Do they have labia? I, the only even don't give him any I, I, ideas. I'm so like not paying attention to these horse balls. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, the, the horse. I didn't even like gender the horse until the character was like, "Oh, giddy up, girl, let's go." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty soon though if they listen to y'all we'll be we'll be breeding horses and cows and such and that'll be a whole 30 percent of the game <laughs> from what i can tell in my five minutes it it doesn't seem like the angle really gives you a good enough view but no. i was playing you know in the middle of a snowstorm at night Ugh. so i didn't right. really get to see much i yeah you have to get through all that yeah i'm i'm good Mm-hmm. That was a good amount of airtime that we can trip. That we. <laughs> the question uh, actually was about the game overall. I oh, was just okay. making just... a euphemism. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad we cover both things though. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like overall, your impressions of the game, like thumbs up already, or you need some more time. I, I mean, I think it's a great thumbs up. Definitely, I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two two lassoed thumbs up. I, <laughs> you know, and lassoed because of ethics. Yeah, all right, lassoed because of <laughs> ethics. It it really is a great game. Like it looks even like I've played it on your t- on your 4K TV. I played it on my shitty HD at home. It just it looks great. It runs great. It sounds absolutely amazing, even with headphones. Um, the mechanics all feel good. I even with headphones or without. Or with like with a headset, like I feel like a lot you like lose a good amount of quality, like in a game like this, 
Oh really? I, I I feel like like when I was playing Spider Man on your TV with like the sound bar, it I was like, this is the best thing ever. Oh. Um, that's just me. Hmm. I'm not a nerd. Um, but like I've experienced this game on headset and with like a really nice sound setup, and it just it sounds amazing regardless. Um, music's great, very cinematic. Which I I've seen some things of people being like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I personally don't mind it. I think a game that is so story driven kind of deserves the cinematicness or the cinematic aspects. I don't, you know, I don't mind. Um and yeah, the it handles great. Uh I lo- I like all the mechanics, the hunting, the shooting. I'm on I'm a I'm on free aim though. Their uh their aim assist is a little aggressive. <laughs> um <laughs> as a default. Good for I was like you. Uh, it's like too it's it's like it's like too hard. It's just like like almost like a magnetic, uh, yeah. Thing, no, which I'm not a fan it's been a of. huge criticism of Rockstar's uh, shooting. Yeah, I got to do the free. free it's aim. like that in GTA too. Oh really? Yeah. Because I haven't played GTA in a long time. You really don't need any skill. You just kind of lock right on. Yeah. No. I need. Yeah. If it's I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think it's more fun with you free aim. But I understand that like you know not everyone. That's not for. Yeah, everybody. I turned to kind of. I turned aiming assistance off for a little bit, and it's impossible in this game. Like you cannot just free free range it. It's you have to use their sort of auto locking feature. It's not as easy as Grand Theft Auto in terms of hitting your targets. It's I don't know. It's it's interesting. And the old game was just there. There was no skill needed. You could just kill a hundred people with a couple clicks. And this game is you cannot do that. You have to to really be more exact in your firing. But yeah, I miss um, a lot of shots. <laughs> and you gotta eat. You have to like rebuild your health constantly. Your stamina. It's, oh my god! Trying to like shoot the bow and arrow half the time, you're like, oh, okay, I ran out of stamina because I'm holding this thing. Because I'm trying to like, you know, shoot this rabbit for food. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, yeah, I was I was worried about the hunting because I spent a majority of my time in the original game hunting to just get money. I would just kill thousands of animals and then sell them, and then I'd have an unlimited amount of money where I could do anything I wanted. And in this game, you have to be so exact. You can only carry a certain amount of animals, hides or meat. You can cook and that gives you a little more space, but um, you cannot just go out there and make an unlimited amount of money. Yeah. Hmm. So one other thing that I wanted to cover moving on from Red Dead 2, uh, unless someone else has, unless we, we have anything else. Do you have anything you want to add, Mike? No, I, I don't know. I, there's only only other thing is like the, the other concern with this game you read about online was that there's you know there's multiracial characters in the in the gang. There's there's not just it's not just white cowboys and people were like, well, it can't be realistic if I'm not allowed to be you know a racist piece of crap in the <laughs> Wait, game. Really? And I, yeah, you read you you would see uh. this on sort of mainstream discussions about the game. It's like you can't be that realistic, but it's a cartoon. I don't understand. And one of the and, and when you're in the camp, you see it. Like so, a friend of mine from high school who was playing the game. We don't talk that often now. Uh, he texted me when he played it, and he was like, you're going to hate this. It's like social justice everywhere. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I turn it on, and I don't see it anywhere. And so I followed up, and he's talking about like literally one segment where you look at a picture. So there's one of your friends in the gang, one of his parents is black, and the other parent is a Native American. And throughout the game, you hear about his sort of struggles. Mm-hmm. But it's absurd because in the real world, these two men would have never met. Um, the, the, you know, it, it's a complete... 
refabrication of history. Why, why would you want to run around in the West being just a racist piece of garbage? But I, some people are, are upset by this. And in 2018, we have a forum for them. And it seems like no one pushes back on it. I got to stay away from the internet these days. I'm not, I, I, I'm not young enough anymore, I guess. Everything's shocking on there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't... It, you know, if I was like, oh, okay. Because, like, they, they don't make a big fanfare out of it. They're like, oh, okay, there's some black people here. Right. Great. You have black people in your camp. Like, and that's it. And actually a lot of, like... Because, you know, I think Rockstar 2 is also known, oddly enough, for the maybe politicalness of their games. They don't, like... Right. They they say stuff, but they don't, like, really, like, say anything. You know what I mean? It's like South Park. Yeah, right. like the radio station is like, oh, there's a zinger, but like, there's no like larger political blah, whatever. Yeah. But you know, I don't. Th- I remember like one of the things that really like blew my mind when I was younger when I played the first game was there was like a scene, but like this scientist who was like studying different people, so he like studied like white people and black people and Native Americans, and he's like, yeah, oh my god, they're all like the same. <laughs> right. While he and, was overdosing on speed. Right. Um, and so far in like the first like, you know, eight to ten percent of this game, there have been moments where like they don't shy away from like, you know, the shitty history of America. Um so, you know, I'm not like it's to me, it's like average. I feel like a lot of people are like looking for. I've, I've read a lot about these things where it's like you know in war games where they're now there's like a, you know women warriors or there's you know different ethnicities that were not around at the time and it's like who cares? It's like play the game or don't. And I, what I don't understand is like why you would be upset because there is a player in the game that you don't agree with. And it's like I think people are looking for a simulation where they can live as like a 1940s white dude. And it's like so are you storm Normandy but then you come home to your you know your little house and hit your wife and you know go to work and she carries a six pack home from the grocery store for you. And it's like if that's what you want, you can get that and just move to a certain part of the country. I don't know. I just don't even get it because like that that's literally just not not how history works. Like there were niggas <laughs> around in America, like all the time. So, like, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's like I think people forget about how Asian like, people built the railroads too, which were totally becoming a thing at that time. Like, they were all around. Everyone was around. I agree point. that maybe they would not be the best of friends. They may not. <laughs> they may not be in the same crew. Maybe right, John Marston but, would call them a nigger, and that voice actor would, maybe would have to, you know, get upset and cry about it, but would get through his lines anyway. <laughs> but they they were there so they were there uh, you know whatever it, it just doesn't seem like it's like making a big deal that there are women in battlefield <laughs> now it's like okay oh, I, first of all there were some so like maybe this was just one of them but either way can you just suspend your disbelief like can like you're can playing you just, a video game here this is not it's really I don't know, not I, right. that deep <sighs> I, whatever I'm uh, you know as always Never surprised, always disappointed. Bye, folks. <laughs> my catchphrase. That's my catchphrase for when I'm running for 2020. I'm not surprised <laughs> with anything, but I am very disappointed. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna take us away from Red Dead Two now. Yeah, no. for a little bit. I feel um, like this is the most qualified I've been to have a conversation on the show ever. 
<laughs> well, we're going to keep talking about Red Dead, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you're going to keep playing it until yeah. you beat it. I'm not going to beat it for another year, so I'll just Fair get enough. ready. We'll just talk about it every week. Every week. Like, peace. <laughs> piecemeal yeah we could and we'll have like a big culmination episode where i just take each <laughs> she finally beat it um so you mentioned that you finally played all of gta 5 uh you were definitely not exaggerating about the uh small list of games that you play at the top of the recording. Um, so that's very much true. But you did surprise me when you told me uh, last weekend that you played GTA Five. So I'm interested just in your quick thoughts about how that was. Yeah, no, it was fun. I, I saw my history with Grand Theft Auto. I played the old ones. I played Vice City and loved it. I played San Andreas and loved it. I mean, I played San Andreas for a long time. I, the, G, the old GTA games were fun to me. And then GTA Four came out. And I think I bought it like right away when it came out, and I think I resold it within seventy-two hours. Um, it was just too, too realistic for me. And I, I, I think my first thing, I, I like, I pulled my gun and I died. I was like, all right, restart. And then I drove my car and like into a curb and went through the windshield. And a lot of this was like early glitches that patches fixed, sure, but it was just the physics never worked for me. And I had friend, you had to like have a girlfriend, and like you had to invest. It, there was so much side stuff. That just, it wasn't. I didn't like the character. Um, I Nico know. wasn't so very likable. Yeah, and so I never really played it. I moved on to other things, mostly sports or Red Dead Redemption. Um, so flat, flash forward to you know, flash forward to 2018. Um, there's this little weird part at the end of Red Dead Redemption, the first game. It's like when you complete this most of the story, you go home, um, and then you meet you know you play later. You, you complete this later story, but it's pretty tedious after that. So most of what you can do is John Marston goes away, and I didn't want to finish it until the new one came out. So I left it, and I needed something to do. I had kind of out NBA two K'd myself, so I, I looked at Grand Theft Auto and my Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, Jordan plays it a lot. I'd watched him play probably a hundred hours of it. Um, there were a few scenes in it. There's one scene where Trevor takes a dump behind a, like a dumpster. And he pulls his pants up without wiping. And I pictured that in my head twice a day since I saw it for the first time. Uh, and so when I got to play that moment, I like stood up and clapped. It was like a great moment for me. Because I had this visual. I remember how upset Jordan was to watch it and how much it stuck with him. And I was just a bystander pulled into it. But the game is just so much fun. It was so quick. I'm disgusted. There's so much side missions. Like Red Dead Redemption, you can play it for three days without touching a mission if you want to. Um, there's so many, you know, fun things to rob. Um, you know, the physics are fun, and it's not too realistic. It's still a cartoon. You're still like landing a helicopter under fire, which is completely, you know, unrealistic in real life. But it's fun. They did. They had. They amped up the fun factor, and I'm sad I delayed it years. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I had a ton of fun playing GTA V. I've done the story missions three times in total. I think I played it through twice when it first came out on 360, and then when they re- when they re-released it on Xbox One, I played through it a third time. Um, I really enjoyed it. I you know struggled with some of it. The torture mission was you know pretty jarring mm. to me. Um, I got the point that they were making, but I'm I'm still, you know, on the train of we don't necessarily need to see more, like, of the same stuff that we know is happening to make the point. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, I, I really thought it was an incredible experience and a, a fantastic game. Uh, spoiler alert, 
we will put the little spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, what did you choose at the end? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have not made my final decision yet. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shit, it's been a minute. I don't this is one of those things the where the final choice is you're Franklin and you choose to kill either Trevor or Michael or save right. both of them. Oh. I can't make the choice, so I haven't. Uh, and and that's the thing. A classic thing that I do in life is I don't finish a game all the way, or I'll do it like reluctantly and then start over right away, so I've forgotten it. Um, <laughs> and so like, especially when when this situation, so I, I've gotten to that point, and now I'm just out back in the prior mission, like stealing armored cars, making as much money as I can, looking at my paltry stocks and how much money I've lost, um, and just doing that. And I think at some point when I'm bored with Red Dead 2, I'll go back and make that tough choice. But I don't know. I loved playing as Trevor, and I kind of wish the whole game had been Trevor. But, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. So I will probably just kill them. Well, um, I'm glad you you enjoyed it. I think the heists in GTA V were um, phenomenal, and I've heard that there is a big heist in Red Dead 2. So Spoiler! Well, I don't know. It's just Spoiler. part of the promo. Yeah, I think part I know, of the I've just got oh. the I got the regular <laughs> edition, but the extra editions have like extra heists that you can buy. Oh. Yeah. I got like oh. whatever the eighty dollar version was. There was like the hundred dollar version just it was like it sounded like to me all the perks were like cosmetic. I was like, no. But the eighty dollar one had like extra content, and I was like, all right, whatever. Because I'm gonna be this is a game that's like it's like another Forza for me. I'm gonna just be playing this game for like years. That's almost how I feel about Odyssey at this point. I am mm, still like yeah. not much further. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like I, you know, like I, you know, I said it before. I don't care. I would actually prefer if these games would come out at a slower pace. Yeah. So that way I can just like yeah. sit and fucking enjoy them and not be like, oh my god, I have to spend another sixty dollars in you know another two months because you know blah 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 is putting out this game that I want to play. At least for Rockstar fans, the, there's like years and years in between releases. Yeah. For Assassin's Creed, it's like, you know, every year or every other year if you're lucky. Yeah, I think they're going to start doing every other year now. Well, I mean, is the, it depends on what I heard, but it depends on it the depends. system because Origins was last year. It wasn't it wasn't a year gap between Origins and Odyssey. The Division, it's only, like only a few-year gap. Destiny, it's still only a few-year gap, but there's content in between. You know, it's it's like exhausting. I've got so too much Destiny. to play. So and by the time we all get caught up with everything in the fall, um, I'm sorry, in the in the winter, uh, we'll be on the the Switch grind. Got to get right. caught up on all the Switch stuff we missed. Too many games. Too many games. We need yeah, more hosts. Switch is becoming, to me, I feel like Switch is the future of how I will play games because it's so much fun and it's just a way video games are supposed to be. And I, I've for years now I've been kind of kicked out of so many games cause they're so realistic and they've really simulated the experience of whatever you're trying to experience. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I kind of just like, I want to hit the ball real far. I want to make Shaq dunk as hard as possible. I don't want to worry about Shaq's conditioning in between games. Um, <laughs> and so like, it, I, I don't know. And so like that, I feel like you can fire up, the, the switch anytime, anywhere with any group of people and have fun. And mm, I'm yeah. looking for that. And I felt that way with GTA too, although it's much more complex. They fire it up and have fun watching, playing. And it's definitely the way games should be, I think. I wonder if in the future 
we're you know, like really leaning into this realism. You know, I'm I am kind of expecting now that I said it, I am kind of expecting that I'm probably gonna have to go to a gas station in GTA six to like fill up oh, my yeah. tank and stuff. <laughs> so I wonder if at some point there's gonna be, you know, fighting back against that. And if there's gonna be like two versions of these story modes. Do you want the story mode where it's the hyper realism is on, or do you want the story mode where it's kind of, you know, de facto the old way mm-hmm. and Odyssey, probably just be a setting just be like hey well that's what i mean like the sim setting or the yeah just do whatever the fuck you want setting so Man, like odyssey that has happening. exploration mode uh-huh. and the normal mode and exploration mode you have to find things on the map they tell you where they are and they give you a general like it's in this area south of this city and if you look on this hill you might find it you know it's like mm-hmm. it's still directive but, you know, if you turn that off, it'll be like, here's the marker on the map <laughs> and you can just go there. Yeah. So I wonder if at some point, you know, Red Dead 3 is going to have a simplistic mode where it's like, Dude, you only have to watch uh, your horse once a month. Look, Red Dead 3 isn't coming for another 15 years. So we don't yeah, have to I might never that. see it. Yeah, right. Really? They're making <laughs> Bully. But Bully is like the least fun game there could ever be. I don't know. I, I'm i not looking forward to that one. And they, I, yeah, I've heard the rumor too that they are doing a, a new bully. So I will not be picking that up <laughs> at all. Okay. Well, uh, Mike Clingy Pumpkin, sincerely appreciate you coming on Gamer Friends. It's been a blast. I've had a good time. Oh my God. I hate how you sign off like that. It sounds so. What? It just, you it put sounded on like a funeral. <laughs> Thank you for everyone coming. We will now bury the body. <laughs> Is that? I didn't think of that, but we just have like this. And we are signing off. Listen to one too many NPR shows. Sorry. You should Sorry. act like an old, old time disc jockey. You'd be like, good afternoon, everybody. We're so good to see you go. Catch us next time. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mike. It's been a blast. He just did it. <laughs> he just did it. Well, I think that was a show. And that was a show. Sorry uh, for being late, but, you know, life happens. Uh, life does happen. You know what else happens? Uh, sharing gamer friends with all your gamer friends. Sharing gamer friends with your gamer friends. Uh, liking and subscribing on the podcast tool of your choice. Yes. And also... Rating and reviewing. Yes, because that helps us grow our audience wow and if you love us let us all spread the good word of gamer friends please it would be great it'd be great it'd be so so fun so much fun i love writing a good review okay it's my favorite pastime we're out of here yes uh see y'all in deuces deuces